Welcome back to the channel everyone, John here, and if you clicked on this video, you already know what time it is. We are talking about vengeance. We are talking about the night. We are talking about the Batman. Yes, this is my official review for 2022's The Batman, uh, directed by Matt Reeves, starring Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne and Batman, uh, Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle and Catwoman, and a slew of other fantastic cast members. As previously mentioned, this movie was directed by Matt Reeves, written by Matt Reeves and Peter Craig, cinematography by Greg Frazier, and music by Michael Giacchino. Okay, immediate first impression, I fucking loved this movie. Yeah, I I was blown away. I thought it was just absolutely amazing. It was dark, it was grounded, it was epic, and it was perhaps the darkest and most complex that we've seen The Dark Knight yet on screen. The movie overall was like this gangster, neo-noir detective film with just a splash of horror and romance. And what I really appreciated was that director Matt Reeves and, you know, and company, they don't let the fact that this is a Batman movie, a superhero film, distract from the artistry that can come along with this movie. You know, Gotham felt like a living, breathing entity, like the city felt alive. And maybe part of that was the fact that they filmed in several locations um, to give Gotham a, a real but unique feel. And something else I really loved was the the opening sequence. When the movie starts, we just get logos and then the title card. Kind of like one of those old, you know, Warner Brothers gangster movies. Warner Brothers? Get it? Because it's the Warner Brothers movie? Anyway. And picking up with that, you know, kind of artistry, that opening sequence with the Riddler looking into someone else's home and all we can see is like the vision through the binoculars and hear this just heavy breathing. It was just so chilling and suspenseful. Uh, and I just think that's, you know, just a glimpse of the, uh, the type of movie we get. It's unlike any Batman movie we've ever seen. And before I get into things I really, really enjoyed about the movie, uh, I just want to put this out in the forefront. I am going into The Flash with an open mind. But based off of the last few uh, movies we've seen Batman in, I am under the impression that having a Batman who is kind of grounded in a reality a little more similar to ours is what works best on screen. I am more than willing and ready to be proven wrong, but based on what we have, that's just kind of where I'm at with it. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the things I really, really liked about this movie. Um, first off, Zoe Kravitz. Uh, but really, the the cast was just awesome. Robert Pattinson knocks it out of the freaking park. What I really love about his take on the Batman, and this goes along with just the writing, is that we really see a complexity to Batman we haven't seen before. We've always seen him kind of, you know, brooding and dark and you know, the ultimate goth. Uh, and, you know, that's still here. But there's something about the fact that now he has this internal conflict of his parents not being really who he thought they were and how he has to navigate through that and how he has to navigate Alfred wanting good for him. And like I mentioned before, Zoe Kravitz was also awesome in this movie. Um, I'm glad she got to get her due diligence 
by even getting to audition, let alone star in a Batman movie. For those who don't know, she was not allowed to audition for The Dark Knight Rises. Was told she was too urban. And we know what that's code for. Not cool. But yeah, she, another one, knocked it out of the park. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, Colin Farrell, John Turturro. Just so many wonderful, wonderful... Oh my god, Paul Dano as the Riddler? We'll touch on him a little later. But yeah, the cast overall was just fantastic. I really love that this is not an origin story. We have seen the origin story of Batman many, many times now. Uh, So I appreciate that. Kind of like what Spider-Man Homecoming did. We just breeze past it because as an audience, we are pretty familiar at this point with why Batman becomes Batman. Uh, And I love that we see him in his year two of his own uh, Gotham project, which is the Batman. And it's interesting to see that he, uh, this iteration of Batman does not have all the answers. You know, he doesn't come into this already knowing how to be Batman. He even says it at the beginning of the movie where he openly admits, I cannot be everywhere at once. That's why he uses fear. And I think that's just a brilliant way to to point that out. Um, I also feel like he has a much more limited supply of gadgets. And in fact, a lot of the gadgets he did have, for the most part, were pretty practical more than anything. You know, he had the the grapple hook, which is just an iconic Batman gadget to have. But also the the chest piece, which also acts as a blade. Uh, he had a flight suit. He had a flight suit and just the, instead of just some weird cape that can, you know, go in and out when it needs to to fly or glide. Speaking of the flight suit, I appreciated so much that he got nervous before jumping. He knew he had to do it. And when it came time for it, he did it. But when he got to the rooftop and he saw there was nowhere to go, he gets nervous and he hesitates. And again, this is a Batman at the beginning of his career as Batman. So, well, career. Uh, so it makes sense that he would get nervous about jumping off a fucking skyscraper. <laughs> and more than anything, he was always one step behind the Riddler. And ultimately, the Riddler does kind of win in a way. Uh, he sets, he does what he sets out to do. And Batman can't stop the disaster that happens toward the end of the movie. But because of that, because of this story and because of this journey for Batman, he kind of actually, he truly becomes a hero as opposed to just a vigilante. And again, that's just another example of taking a character that we've seen for decades now and doing something just new enough with it that keeps it so interesting i want to touch uh i want to go back and talk a little bit about the riddler holy fuck paul dano was brilliant brilliant he was absolutely terrifying but he was brilliant uh and this is one of the most interesting ways i've ever seen the riddler portrayed in any sort of medium the serial killer vibes, you know, particularly based off of the Zodiac Killer, it makes so much sense and it works so well in this movie and in this kind of universe they've concocted for this movie. And what I really appreciate about the the Riddler as the villain and just the, the story they used him for, um, there was a little bit of an interesting commentary uh, on how the internet can be used to radicalize people to the point of becoming terrorists. Because here's the thing, and it's kind of fucked up, the plan to gain a bunch of followers and have them shoot up a building, it's terrifying, 
but it's not far-fetched. Yeah, I really love uh, just this this version of the character, and I, I thought it, it absolutely fit the tone and brought something completely fresh to the table. So just another example of that. One other bit of commentary that this movie made a couple of times, uh, they addressed the, the often brought up question about, well, why wouldn't the Wayne family or Bruce Wayne more specifically just donate, you know, money to help fight poverty and crime. And Thomas Wayne in this movie tries to do that. He's running for mayor and whether or not he went, he pledges a billion dollars in this renewal uh, grant, um, this renewal funding. And as soon as he dies, what does the city do? City officials, police, crime bosses, they all take it because the town is corrupt. So again, I mean, I, I still think that's a fair criticism of this character, but I just thought it was an interesting way to uh, to take this story. And also, and I love that Catwoman brings up to Batman that, yeah, the Riddler is taking out all of these white privileged assholes. I'm surprised you're not on his side. Because again, it's no, this movie was very intentional. Who are the corrupt ones in this movie? All of these, you know, billionaire and millionaire uh, political figures because... When it comes to some real world shit, a lot of uh, what's going wrong, it's because of those assholes. But I also love the irony that she brings that up to Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I mean, it's just funny. But yeah, I love that little bit of commentary that the movie throws in because it doesn't ever feel pandering or misplaced. It's kind of starting a conversation uh, while still also being a superhero movie. There was one guy in there in the movie theater who was like, ah! White privilege. He didn't say all that, but it was this chuckle he did said it for him. Anyway, moving on. The last thing I want to talk about is just the music. Oh, my God. The score was magnificent. It was kind of like what I said earlier about the movie overall. It was epic. It was appropriately dark and grand, sometimes a little bit jazzy, which I appreciated. And I love that we the movie starts off with a uh, Ave Maria and a version of that song in a minor key is the Riddler's like motif his theme it's so much creepier cuz it's often sung at funerals but giving a song so closely associated with death to a murderer and changing it to a minor key okay mr giacchino that's some brilliant brilliant and clever songwriting I also thought the soundtrack of the movie worked pretty well. They incorporated a lot of uh, Nirvana um, and just that type of like grungy punk feel. And again, it totally fits Batman. And that's no disrespect to... But yeah, soundtrack isn't often utilized in Batman movies uh, in the last 15 years. So overall, I... Really, again, I, I can't speak highly enough about this movie, and I saw it with Kendra, and she also really, really loved it. I was annoying, and and I tried to use a different podcasting software, and it we just couldn't make the time to record together. But she did uh, relay this message to me. Anyway, we're talking about the Batman starring the love of my life, well, one of them, Robert Pattinson. But yeah, I, I can't speak highly enough about this movie, and it's such such a breath of fresh air, and... I gotta say, DC is kind of on a roll these days. I'm not shy, and I, I claim all of the criticism uh, that I've given them uh, on this channel and in my personal life. Uh, but yeah, just with the, the Suicide Squad, 
Peacemaker and the Batman, they, you know, for me, this is three home runs back to back with, you know, the Batman really solidifying a grand slam because I really, really, really fucking love this movie. Yeah, I just, I, ah, man, I could talk about this movie for hours. I won't, but what I might do is actually go right now to spend those hours that I could talk about it, just catching another viewing of it. But what I would also love to know is what you thought of the movie. So please leave your thoughts and comments in the comment section below. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Perez Periodico Podcast Network. If you like what you heard, please consider supporting this podcast using the link in the description of this episode. Video versions of this and all episodes are available on YouTube. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch. All right, see you next time.